what we were talking about last week. Last week we were talking about, the past two weeks actually, we were talking about uh, uh, fasting and prayer. And uh, the first week we talked about why we fast and the benefits of fasting spiritually. And uh, we started actually with the defining uh, what fasting means. Uh, fasting means it's the voluntary abstinence from food for spiritual purposes. So it's a spiritual. So which also reminds me that you cannot fast without prayer. Amen. And actually the right word probably should be prayer and fasting instead of fasting and prayer. Because you cannot be fasting and not pray. So the whole point of uh, fasting is uh, for spiritual purposes. And we looked at what those benefits are. Last week we talked about um, in terms of freedom. Uh, freedom, we said, is to actually be temperament. is to have control. To have control in every aspect of our lives. It's interesting actually. Maybe I didn't emphasize that last week. It's interesting how uh, when you fast from food... That control, that, that discipline also passes to every other areas of your lives. It's just have a rippling effect uh, on it. So in area of your life, if there is a lack of discipline, fasting and prayer can have that effect. But we concluded, and I remind you that true freedom really comes through Christ, not through actions. So we cannot work towards our freedom. We receive our freedom through Christ. But fasting really trains our minds and, and uh, transforms us, gives us opportunity, gives God opportunity trans to transform our hearts as well. So uh, we talked about freedom last week. Today I'm going to talk about um, effective uh, prayer and fasting. Effective prayer and fasting. On James chapter 5 verse 16, there's a very famous uh, verse that says, The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective so uh, the goal uh, the lord allows me for those of you guys who are here and for those people who are going to watch this later is that that we will pray and fast in such a way that it becomes effective that it would not be an effective kind of prayer that it will become Effective. I'm going to look, I'm going to go through certain points, both biblical, spiritual, and also um, health-wise, uh, certain things uh, to consider as we go through this fasting season so we can be effective in our prayer and fasting. Uh, the first is um, commit yourself uh, to it, commitment. So now we're going to do a seven-day fasting. Before we start, commit yourself, I'm going to do it for seven days. Don't start the journey by saying, all right, I'll give it a try. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Or I'll try one, two days. Like, give full commitment that you are going to see it through. You are going to see it through. We're not the only people who fast, by the way. Other religions fast. Right now, Muslims are fasting. Right now, or in next week, uh, a lot of Orthodox Christians will start fasting. And, and other religions have cert certain aspect of fasting. So... Uh, one thing that you will see like consistent with all of them is the commitment. And I think as Christians, we have to have more commitment and not less commitment to the things that God is calling us to do. So have a committed uh, way of looking at it. I'm going to fast for the next seven days. This is the hour I'm going to fast. These are the things that I'm going to cut. If you're fasting uh, from social media, delete the apps or uh, deactivate the account uh, or give the password to somebody, put things in place that 
it shows that you're fully committed to see it through. If you are committed, there's high chance you actually might end up finishing it. But if you start it half-hearted, it's more likely that you're not going to um, uh, finish it. So um, have a full commitment to it. Number two, uh, expect challenge. Um, I mentioned last week, the day you say you're going to fast, everything else is calling out to eat. Every, everybody will hit you up to watch this video. Like, you know, it's just there is a challenge that comes with it. So expect that challenge. And the challenge comes uh, because of disruption. When we do fasting, it disrupts our habits. There's some kind of disruption that we created, either with the food that we eat or the time we spend. We're literally disrupting our entire system. You can't just disrupt something that's been going on for a while and expect for it not to be challenging or not to face any challenge. So expect that the next seven days is going to have its own challenge. But also expect that there's going to be grace to support you through that. You're not doing it alone. This is not a diet. This is not do-it-yourself kind of thing. This is where you and God partner and, and, and work through it. So expect that there will be challenge in this, in this time. Your body's going to go through certain challenge and... and um, and the grace of God is going to be abounding in that area as well. Number three, this is a reminder. Remember the goal. Uh, the goal is to, to closeness to God. And, and whatever area of, area of your life you need breakthrough, those are the goals. So remember the goal. It's not about any other wrong motives. The right motive, the right reason why we fast and we pray is we want that closeness to God. Uh, we said in our first week, God would not change his mind. There's actually a good story in the Bible where somebody fasted, hoping to change God's mind. It didn't work out. David, when David had slept with Bathsheba, and he has children, and he has a child, and when God said, I'm going to take this child away, and he loved, the Bible says he put sackcloth, and he put sand on himself, and he fasted, and he prayed. At the end of those fasting and praying, God still took the child. Pray, fasting and prayer does not really make God change who he is. It changed us. And who we are and how we see the Lord. So expect that closeness with God. Expe like, you know, remember that the goal is not just, are there any other things? It's not, it's not to lose weight. It's not to be healthy. It's not to have control. It's not any of that. It's like, I want to be close to God. So remember that. So throughout the day, incorporate those things. Like, you know, whether prayer or the word of God, or continually engaging. The Bible actually, when it says man should not live by bread alone, but the, by the word that comes from the mouth of God, this is what it means. So when we fast, remember that, okay, I need to spend time with the word of God. Whether you're in the bus or at home, wherever you are, just take that moment that you remember this is the reason why I'm doing this, what I'm doing, and continually be engaged in that, in that motive. The reason I'm saying that is... Uh, after a while, it becomes just a challenge. You feel like, you know, you're doing it because you're doing it. You're doing it because everybody's doing it. Because you're doing it because uh, Pastor Groom said we're going to fast. Like, you know, don't lose that. Don't lose that. Don't lose that. Um, you guys can come to this side. Don't lose that um, um, sight. Don't lose the reason why we are going through this fasting this season. Prepare your hearts for it, and throughout the journey, check with your heart why you are fasting, why you are taking this time to be with the Lord. Number four, believe in the power of prayer. Believe in the power of prayer. And, and, and I had a lot of convictions as I was preparing this as well, 
because we often think there's a lot of things we can do to get things done. But with God's perspective, pray, pray. If you can go to James chapter 4, verse, verse 2 to 3, it's up there. James says, you desire but do not have, so you kill. So um, don't take it literally. But so you would do something bad to get what you want. Um, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and you fight. You do not have because, you do not have because you do not ask. So a lot of things in our life, if you check some of the things we don't have in our life, is because we don't have the habit of asking for it. We don't have the habit, the habit of asking God for it. Actually, I can just broaden this to everything else as well. We need to dare to ask, even for promotion, for, for the mark. Uh, like if, if your teacher is taking someone like, to challenge, just ask. Just ask. But here the context is, but you do not pray. You don't ask God to give those things. So there's power in prayer. In verse 3, uh, just to keep it in context, and when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motive. That you may spend what you get on your pleasure. So God will never answer your prayer when it's all about you, me and me. I just want to have money so I can live like a rich guy or a rich. That's not the kind of prayer God answers. But when your motive is right, when it's about other people, it's about loving God and loving people. And when you ask, the Bible says, he will give it to you. So there's power in prayer. So pray for the things, uh, for things or for the things you need. Just pray for them. So um, in this season, as we fast and pray, expect that God will answer some of your questions. And I mentioned earlier, breakthrough. God gives uh, victory and, and hardship when you fast and pray. God will open doors. He will do great things. He will do miracles. See, you see consistently in the Bible, when people face with challenge, they will fast and they will pray. They will seek because they have asked. And with humility, God will answer their prayers. Pray for change. We're talking about believing in the power of prayer. So pray for change. In Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. And they said unto me, the remnants that are left on the captives there in the province are in a great affliction and reproach. And the wall of Jerusalem also is broken down. And the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these things... Nehemiah says that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heavens. Look at, look at, the, look at how this worked out. His brothers came from Jerusalem. They were visiting Jerusalem. And he asked, what's going on? And they told him that the remnants, because everybody has left those cities. Everybody has left those towns. And there was few people remaining. And they told him, the remnants that are there is in captivity. And this is what's happening. They told him the doom situation that was happening in Jerusalem. And what did he say? What did he do? When he heard these things, he broke down. He cried and he fasted and he prayed. Pray for our church. Pray for our community. Pray for our city. Pray for your family. Because true change truly happens when people of God pray. Nehemiah is a great example. Not only he started his journey by fasting and prayer. Throughout his service of 52 days. He will take time to fast and pray. He will take time to pray. Even in the middle of writing the book. Lord God. And he will write his prayers in the middle. Because he believed there is power in prayer. 
Can I get an amen? There is power in prayer. When we pray, there is power. When we pray, God moves. You have not received because you have not asked. You have not received because you have not asked. Pray for power. Mark chapter 9 verse 28 to 29 says, After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, This, this kind can come out only by prayer. Uh, this is the Mark version. Um, I think in the Luke, uh, it says fasting and prayer. But the theological consistency is the word prayer and faith. So I'm going to stick to that uh, uh, with the writings. But here, what happened was the disciples, uh, a, certain, a certain father brought a child that was possessed with demon to the disciples. And the disciples were supposed to cast him out. But they couldn't cast out the demon. It, it was a struggle. And somehow they didn't have the power to cast out the demon. And when Jesus came down from his prayer, which is so beautiful, by the way, he is waking up early in the morning and gone to the mountain praying. Actually, literally, the Bible says before the morning comes. So technically, literally, he woke up around 3 a.m., left everybody, went to pray. By the time he comes back, he sees the commotion. These people just woke up and they're trying to do the devil that's been working all night long. They're just waking up. But Jesus has been praying already. He had that relationship with God. So he came, he came down and he cast them out. The father complained, we brought it to your disciples, but none of them could cast them out. And Jesus just commanded it and the deaf child was able to talk and was healed and the demon left. And they were confused. They came to him. Uh, we thought we were given authorities. We thought we were supposed to do this, the things that you do. How come we couldn't order them? How come we didn't have what you have to order these demons to be casted out. He says this kind can come out only by prayer. So there's power in prayer. Amen? There's power in prayer. Especially when we fast and pray. What happened is it gives God a chance to fill you with his spirit. It gives God a chance to fill you with his word. It gives God a chance to fill you with his presence. Your faith is elevated. Your spirit is up. So when you face challenge, you find the power to succeed. You find the power to destroy the work of the enemy and, and to live for God. So consider that as we do this fasting from Monday to Sunday. All right. So we're talking about effective fasting and prayer. We're talking about how to have effective prayer and fasting. And these are some of the things that I think that would help us to have an effective fasting and prayer. One more thing. Check your health conditions. So this is also important. Not everybody can live without, like, you know, can stay a day without food. So make sure uh, if you have some medical issues, consult your doctor. Consult with your doctor. Check with your doctor whether you are able uh, to do that or not. Um, a while ago, I had I had I had an issue too. I couldn't fast. Uh, every Friday, every Friday when I was young, we had a fasting in the, in the family. I'm sharing this because to make sure that we know it's okay. And and uh, uh, it was it was some kind of uh, acidic uh, stomach that I had, so I wouldn't be able to not eat for certain hours. So I have to have something, or it will like you know I would have acidic reflections. Um, and I, when the family fasted, I couldn't. And that used to really make me mad because I wanted to pray, but I couldn't. So I will know what time I should eat, and I will eat. 
and I wouldn't last long until the Lord healed me and I was able to do it. So make sure you're physically also able to do it. So if you have issues, uh, make sure you, you consider that as well. Uh, last one, drink lots of water. So when you fast, especially when you uh, stop eating food for six, 12 hours uh, or 24 hours, what happened is uh, there's a lot of dehydration. So you want to make sure you're supplementing that. Make sure you have a bottle of water throughout the day. Make sure you're drinking. It also helps with the hunger. So make sure you drink a lot of water. So uh, what am I saying today? I think I want us to have an effective prayer and fasting this seven days from Monday to Sunday. And for that to happen, let's just believe in prayer to begin with. Let, let us have commitment uh, in our hearts that we are going to see it through. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for seven days. It's not a big deal. I can do it and I will see it through. This is my plan and I'm going to commit myself to it. And expect there will be challenges because there's disruptions that's happening in your body and your mind and in your day-to-day -day routines. But also believe that God is able to answer your prayers. Also believe that in those seven days, miracles are going to happen in your life, in our life, in your family, in our city. We're going to believe as we approach him uh, for the next um, seven days. All right. Uh, this is from last week. Just to uh, remind you, there's different kind of fastings. Um, uh, let me see if I have it on my notes. All right. So um, uh, the first one is um, uh, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. No food. Uh, ideally, you eat at night and you don't get up before 6 a.m. eat. But... I know ideally don't wake up just to eat before before fasting starts. That's another plan. But to make sure that whatever you eat, you eat it the night before. So until 6 p.m. that day, uh, you're fasting. Um, so within that, there's different options. Uh, uh, one is just to have water throughout the day. The other one is just to have fruit and vegetables. Yeah, you're only fasting uh, from everything else but except fruit and vegetables. The other one is only vegetables, no meat, cheese, or sweets. Uh, the other one is uh, you can have juice and water. So look at your condition. Uh, for example, if you have issue with um, diabetes or things like that or with sugar, make sure you include uh, juice in your, in your diet and uh, your fasting as well. The second type of fasting is from uh, uh, media. Out there too. Um, that's um, this is 24/7. So tonight will be the last time you are going to be on on any kind of form of medium. So except for godly content. So for the next seven days, if you are going to be on YouTube, except for educational purpose or work related, um, you are going to not going to entertain yourself with the things of the world. But you're going to take time to watch preachings. Uh, to listen to sermons, to listen to worship songs, you're completely going to be in for spiritual purpose. That's what fasting is. Um, so social media, um, unless there is um, specific reasons you want to share a word or you want to share uh, something spiritual, you're completely cut off. And uh, again, no school, no work related. If that's as part of your work or something you have to do for school, go on, go on but not for entertainment pur purpose. Um, a little bit of change from last week is uh, the prayer, daily prayers and readings. Uh, I'll go to the readings after. But the prayer, uh, we want to do it in the morning, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. So uh, I'll share the links with you guys 
uh, basically the, the link we use for the Bible study, the same Zoom link. You can call in at 6 a.m. or you can join it on Zoom and uh, going to pray together. So it helps us start our day better and um, go on throughout the day. Uh, we're going to have a reading together for those seven days as well. Uh, on the U Version Bible, it's called Prayer and Fasting, a seven-day by public church. Uh, I tried the sample; it looks really nice. Um, so you can find it on U Version, or I will send you invitations. So if you are on U Version Bible, uh, make sure you type my name and add me as your friend, so I can send you that invitation. Uh, if you're not on U Version Bible, download the the Bible and register and type my name, and you will find me there as well. Any questions? All right, let's pray and I'll give you an opportunity to ask. Let's pray. Let's close our eyes. Father, we thank you so much for today. And I pray like as we prepare ourselves for this week to fast and pray and to seek you, Lord, get us closer to you. Pull us in. Speak to us. Transform us. Do what you want to do in our lives. I pray, Father, Lord, that none of us will miss this opportunity to be with you, to learn the benefit of discipline, to learn the benefit of fasting and praying. I thank you for what you're going to do in our lives. We give you all the honor and the glory to you. Jesus, Amen. I hope you are blessed and encouraged by the message that you heard. We'd love to hear back from you. Find us on an Instagram, JFC Church. We love you. God bless.